0: all right everybody welcome back to the planet film network i am one of your hosts sean monk
1: and I'm your other host, TJ Cornwell, and welcome back to Planet Film Live episode... Don't know what episode it is, but... What what episode? Something.
0: I don't know. Something. I lost yeah. I lost track.
1: And as you can see from the title, we're going to be talking about a lot of different stuff today. House mm-hmm. of Dragon Review, James Gunn, co-CEO of DC, DC Films, I believe it is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new name, as well as the new Doctor Who, which I didn't even know... David Tennant was coming back. Didn't didn't realize that was a thing. So that was a welcome surprise when I saw the clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get going, real quick, I do want to introduce you to somebody. Oh. Uh, so I'll be right back, real quick.
0: Who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? Did he have a child in the past two weeks? Oh yeah, we didn't have a, la- a show last week because I fell asleep. I fell asleep like six <laughs> o'clock and I woke
1: up way later. So that's why.
0: Look at that.
1: Oh, this is my dog. Oh. My new dog. Nova, she's a golden retriever.
0: Look at that! She
1: is. How old are you? Nine weeks weeks old.
0: Nine weeks old. Oh my (laughs) god, she's so cute. Mm Mhm. Oh my gosh Can you say hi?
1: No. Okay. Wow. Well, just wanted to show you. Show her off. It's like your own personal airbud. I I know. All right.
0: That is such a cute dog. I would get my cat, but I don't know where he is. You guys, you guys have seen him before. Welcome to the five people watching us right now, where TJ just showed off his brand new puppy, Nova, nine-week-old golden retriever. If you're watching us live and you just joined us, you can rewind a little bit on the video to take a look at that. But yeah, we are going to—what did she she say? Michelle in chat said, watch, she's going to grow into those feet. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Um, she's already grown so much. All right, so— First off, we are definitely going to be talking about James Gunn news, a bunch of other news. we got some trailer reactions that we're going to do for you guys that we've stayed away from so that we could watch them right here, right now with you. Before that, though, what have you been watching? What have you been doing? What have you been up to besides the brand new pup?
1: Mm. I haven't been doing much. We've been trying to still get take care of the backyard. That's still like kind of an issue at our house. Mm. Not an issue, but the most glaring thing that needs to be done. So we've been doing that. As far as watching, I haven't watched much. Obviously, I saw Black Adam, which we reviewed. That review is up on the channel right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched the Netflix documentary, The Redeem Team, about the USA basketball men's team at the, was it 08 Olympics, I think? Oh, really? Pretty good What's documentary. That on? That's on Netflix. Pretty good documentary. It's Pretty short, hour and a half, quick, quick watch. Really liked it. And then I watched last night, non- Oh, Xenon girl, the twenty first century. Because I've never seen that. Oh yes, my god! first time. It's 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 a movie. <laughs> Did you just I mean, watch again, the
0: first one or the trilogy? Yeah, just the first one. Oh, Danielle okay. was
1: like, "You gotta watch the you gotta watch the movie." She really mm-hmm. she really likes the movie. Hundred
2: percent. And I
1: was like, okay. And we watched it. And I was like, yeah, this is definitely a movie. Boom, What's her boom. saying? Make my heart What's go her zoom, saying again? Zoom. Oh, uh,
0: is that what the is that what your dog is named after?
1: No, no, no. no, no. Who's supernova girl? oh okay yeah nova's just kind of like uh like we were thinking of names and people always jump to lenova mm-hmm. and neither lenova isn't either of our favorite pizza so it's just, yeah. i don't know it was just kind of just kind of popped up but i like i i enjoyed myself but again i'm not 12 so it's kind of mm-hmm. like you know it's obviously kids me. yeah man i'll tell you what though we've come a long way for cgi holy oh, yeah. crap
0: oh yeah a hundred percent i have been watching A lot of random stuff, but I have actually gotten, I got back this week into watching a good amount of things, which is, for some reason, I've just been, like, not craving, but I've just been, like, enjoying watching these, like, pulpy disaster-type movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I watched Jumper with Hayden Christensen. Okay, Uh, yep. Or, yeah, so this all kicked off, which I think I talked about on the last show we did, which, yeah, I did, about Greenland. That was the first Mm -hmm. one I watched, which was incredible. And then I watched Jumper with Hayden Christensen, which was good. I gave that three stars. Then I watched Moonfall, the 2022 hit film Moonfall. Uh, Mm -hmm. Very interesting movie. Definitely would recommend checking that one out for whatever reason you want, really. It's just pretty crazy. Yeah. And then I also watched, rewatched Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. Then I watched The Day After Tomorrow with Dennis Quaid and Jake Gyllenhaal, and then San Andreas with The Rock.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. So I will say, if I had to rank these, what is this, five disaster movies? One, two, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: or that's not really a disaster movie. Say one, two, three, four. All right. Let's rank these. So if I had to rank Greenland, San Andreas, Day After Tomorrow, and Moonfall, I would probably go Greenland, easy number one. Wow. Wow then i would say day after tomorrow moonfall and then san andreas Mm -hmm. that's i think where i would land with that i feel like those gerard
1: butler ones are usually pretty hit and miss
0: no a hundred percent yeah yeah Yeah. greenland was like way better than it needed than it had any business being and then also yeah i watched the doctor who special the power of the doctor which came out what is that on Right now, it's well. We'll talk a little bit later about where it's going to be in future. But right now, it's just on either BBC America or I think ABC Uh, Plus, which is like an add-on subscription service or something. I think. But yeah, that's basically where it is right now. Uh, Let's see here. All right. Anything else? Anything else we haven't? No, I think. Any other thing? Oh, we are. We. Oh, actually, so. For everybody watching right now, I guess 450 must have been the barrier for it or something, but uh, we unlocked the community tab on our YouTube channel. I'm going to be exploring that, how to kind of use that, and what's best to do with it this week. So keep an eye out on our community tab on YouTube, so uh, that'll just come up right with your subscriptions in YouTube. It's basically Mm -hmm. a way for us to post polls and pictures and posts right on YouTube, right on the YouTube channel. And I know that YouTube is also rolling out the YouTube handles pretty soon. So I don't know exactly Mm -hmm. what that's going to change. But apparently it's going to be a way for people to either more easily interact with creators or what, but so keep an eye out for those things. But until then, let's just jump right into this. So you want to jump into the trailer reactions first?
1: Let's do Doctor Who first, because it's just on my mind now. I was, okay. like, all looking right. at the Go 60th anniversary special. Go for so, it. So this, so this episode, you have to explain it to me exactly. Mm-hmm. So this episode is obviously, you know, planned and everything. What is the deal with David Tennant coming back? I I I was I feel like I was not aware of this at all.
0: You mean, like, story-wise or, like, real-life-wise? Yeah,
1: I guess, I guess both. Like, so,
0: like, story-wise, we have no idea. It just yeah. happened. Okay. But... Real life-wise, it I think we definitely I think we talked about it on the show. It was like two or three months ago. It mm-hmm. I think it was a leak that they were coming back, oh. and then a bunch of the footage started coming out, mm. where it was like you know them filming on location stuff, uh, right. which again that's an awesome thing that a lot of uh, Chris Chibnall's Doctor Who the past you know three seasons has really all been kind of on green screen a lot, like very, mm-hmm. very much either building sets or whatever, but Russell T Davies, you know, he's a real big proponent of real locations and stuff. So it was nice to see that. But yeah, in terms of story wise, we don't really have any idea. And in that, in that teaser, we also got our first look at shooty Gatwa who is going to be what we assume is the, who David Tennant is going to then regenerate into, or there's also now mm-hmm. theories going on, that maybe he is swapping back and forth. Like he'll be he'll swap from looking like David Tennant to looking like Shooty, like some like some weird thing's gonna be happening mm. to his body that the villain's doing or something. So I've seen that theory as well. But we won't know for like an entire year, because after Power of the Doctor, we won't see Doctor Who back again until November twenty twenty three. Yeah. Which is crazy. But in November 2023, when it does return to all territories outside of the UK, it will be now officially on Disney+. I know we made a TikTok about this a couple months ago that there was a rumor that Disney was looking to acquire the U.S. I think it was just the U.S. rights, but they it looks like they closed the deal with the BBC to lock up basically anywhere Disney Plus is will now officially be mm. the, the airing place for Doctor Who. Which is pretty cool, but yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm just looking real quick at this Power of the Doctor episode. I, didn't, mm-hmm. I I was under the impression that the anniversary special I was talking about aired the other day, but it was no. Power
0: so of the well, yet yeah, no, it is not the Doctor <laughs> Who anniversary. It is the okay. BBC's hundredth anniversary, 100th anniversary BBC? of the yeah. BBC. Yeah, so okay, it is gotcha. an anniver. It was the anniversary special or the right. centenary special. It had some yeah. different name for the BBC, but it, but it was an anniversary special.
1: Cause I because I was just looking at the IMDb, and it's like all everybody that's like alive almost that played the Doctor is in this episode. So oh I, yeah, no
0: yeah, 100 yeah. percent yeah. I mean, if I I do, I guess I should. If you want to get into the episode a little bit too, because I did post a quick review reaction of it yeah. on the channel, but yeah, it basically it just kind of was a end of era special i guess i would Mm -hmm. kind of equate it to like journey's end which is kind of it wasn't an anniversary special but it was david tennant's kind of um Mm -hmm. big season finale and then david tennant actually like died with the whole end of time part one and end of time part Mm. two but the actual season finale was this episode called journey's end where it was basically all the companions that Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant interacted with were back right, and in yeah. it. It was like the one that you had Captain Jack Harkness, all these people. This was very much turning into that, which I think they, I'll be honest. I think they did make a big mistake with the marketing on this only because the numbers have been, you know, remarkably down for this show, but also oh yeah, they, all the marketing now, Two of the older companions, Tegan and Ace from the 70s and 80s, they were in it and they were in the trailers. And so people were excited about that. But there was way more old companions and and then also, of course, tons of old doctors. I get that you want to leave them out of the marketing, but maybe Mm -hmm. lead on a little bit more that this is going to be kind of like a big almost a reunion fest, you know. I feel like if they had leaned into that more with the marketing, I feel like more people probably would have gotten pretty psyched up for it because I'll be honest, when the episode started, it was kind of like there's a cold open with Mm -hmm. the Doctor and Yaz and Dan, who are the two current companions, and I was just kind of like – is this just what the episode's gonna be? It was like a train heist, right. and I was like, "Is this just like what the episode is gonna be?" Like, is gonna... and I knew that the master was in it, so I knew that somehow he was gonna factor into stuff, you know, this and that. But mm-hmm. I was really, I was like, "All right, I'm ready for it." And then it just yeah. like, and granted, I will say, and I said this in my quick review too. My thoughts haven't changed on this plot wise, story wise. I think the special was very lackluster, like very weak. It was just typical. The Daleks and the Cybermen and the Master are teaming up to take over the Earth and kill the Doctor. Mm -hmm. There you go. You know, what else is new? But all that aside, I think just standing on nostalgia alone, I think this episode Mm -hmm. was pretty good. I think that it used it super effectively because when the Doctors showed up, it was a surprise. And I, I won't even spoil it for you, but just the way that they show up is very interesting. And it really gave a good reason to have multiple doctors in it, and it allowed some of the older doctor actors to reunite with some of their companions as well. I won't get, mm-hmm. I won't tell you specifically who if you're watching and you haven't seen it yet or something, but it led to a lot of great moments. So I do think that the special, even though again I think that the writing was not that great from Chris Chibnall, I think that the character stuff was at least interesting enough to keep me pretty invested in the special. And then, yeah, the the crazy ending of then she regenerates into David Tennant. What the hell is going on? I don't know. I
1: saw that scene where he's like, oh, these teeth feel very familiar or something yeah. like that. Last question I'll ask, I guess, is did they try and get Christopher Eccleston or did he just say no?
0: No, I think that they they pretty well, I think, stayed away from the newer doctors Only because, because like Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi, well, for one, because the newer doctors are, yeah, the newer, the newer doctors are, you know, super big, busy, you know, actors now themselves, like Peter Capaldi and Matt Smith and David Tennant are, you know, working all the time now more than ever. And so I think if you had included like a Peter Capaldi or included a Matt Smith, I think Mm. then you'd be like, well, how come they're not showing David Tennant. Well then David Tennant must be who she regenerates into. I feel like mm-hmm. they kind of stuck with the older doctors just to, have, just to kind of keep that David Tennant moment special. Cause I think mm-hmm. if you had just 10 minutes prior or 20 minutes prior seen Matt Smith, and then you see her re- regenerate into David Tennant, I think it would kind mm-hmm. of be like, Oh, what is that? Like, is that yeah. actually her or is that the older version? so i think they kind of just steered away from that on purpose um mm-hmm. but yeah i thought i thought it was fantastic but we won't know what the hell you'll have plenty of time to watch it because we won't know what the hell is going on for another 13 months because it'll be right november 23rd 2023 before yep. it's back again but yeah that was kind of our doctor who talk there if you guys are excited oh actually before we move off of that i want to Pull up! I forgot. I totally forgot. I did a TikTok and Instagram of for you guys once the news broke about about the Disney deal. Let's see. TikTok is making noises at me. There we go. All right. So we have 18 total votes. The question was: Are you pumped for the future of Doctor Who with the announcement of David Tennant? Shooie, got The Disney Plus deal, Russell T. Davies coming back, all that stuff. And with 18 votes, the results are that 11 people have said yes and 7 people said no, which is closer than I thought. So it's 61% to 39%, which, like I said, that is closer than I thought it would be. But I am very excited nonetheless that I am very excited for it, I should say. And not even just because, you know, I thought the special was good, but just because I think that with Russell T. Davies back, I think it'll... uh, hit a stride that it hasn't before but yeah mm-hmm. nice oh, yeah. all right whatever you what do you want to do next we got a buffet of stuff to talk about tonight so yeah. you
1: just let's pick do, one let's and- do uh, let's just do I, I say let's just do DC let's get that done all right <clears throat>
0: so yeah just uh was announced a little bit earlier today just a few hours ago that Peter Safran and James Gunn have been named chairman and CEO of DC Studios or DC Films which basically means effectively James Gunn and Peter Safran will operate as the kind of Kevin Feige's of the DC universe. James Gunn then confirmed this on his Instagram saying, yes, it's true. And a lot of people are thinking it's going to be kind of a relationship we've seen before mm-hmm. in some of these studios where Peter Safran is going to be the more side of things. And then James Gunn is going to be the more creative direction. And I believe it was in THR that they said that the idea is that James Gunn will be the kind of story crafter and steward of Mm -hmm. the story for not only, and this is what was interesting to me, not only just the DCEU, but all of DC films, television, and animation all under a new DC banner. So what Mm. I took that as is there are still going to be, you know, the hundreds of straight-to-DVD, you know, Justice League and Suicide Squad animated movies and stuff. But it sounds like, you know, they're going to start maybe doing some things that maybe are set in the DCEU or whatever that is going to be called from now on. But you hear this news about James Gunn. What are your thoughts on James Gunn? And what are your thoughts on this kind of finally we at least have a face to the unified front that could be DC's future?
1: But real quick, before I, I say anything, I did put out like a TikTok just asking people what they thought about this news. I got mm-hmm. three responses. Uh, Big Dog 478420 says, Good. Mr. The Patriot was confused. He said, Is he really? Somebody said, Yeah. He confirmed it on his Instagram. And then Mellow Bones says, Hell yeah. So out of the responses that I've seen from this comment section, as well as all over Twitter, this seems to be a unanimous yay. But like you were saying, like this it, this is I think this is like a slam dunk. Uh mm-hmm. I don't see how this kind of fails. And I think yeah. it's really important too to have like somebody who actually like is creative and is actually like a filmmaker in this position mm-hmm. because they know exactly how to you know, draw that story up and have it across all these different movies or different types of content and all, you know, make it unify in this, like, all at the same time. I thought, I know, I was, I'm pretty shocked, too, because I don't know if this stops him from, you know, making new things. I know he, you know, we have Peacemaker season two. I don't, I forgot if he said he was, like, not directing or something like that, because I, I thought that was something he said at one point, but I. Yeah,
0: I, I, I think, wrong. I think definitely, He's probably going to not direct as many as he did last right. time. Right. But, again, I think that. Sorry, just one second. There you go. Gotta friggin' get a bot out of here. Be gone. Oh, well, it's two different ones. Great. All right. So, yeah, I think... I'm sorry, what was the question again?
1: What was... That? Oh, like... That this not really a question, really, but how this like helps being a filmmaker, having that experience allows him to. And oh, and like what, like, oh, if he was going to still do stuff, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think so. I think probably I don't really know of anything that he specifically said on it. But if I had to guess, I think he probably already was going to do a little bit less than he did before, just because he does have Mm. Guardians much closer on the horizon for him. But also all of the Peacemaker two stuff that was all announced prior to this deal going through. So the question is, you know, is it a thing? Is he gonna have enough time? You know, it's not gonna mm-hmm. be as big a machine as Marvel is.
1: It could be though. It could be at some. Well, point, I
0: obviously. mean, yeah, no, hundred percent. I just right, mean from right the, now. The jump yeah, would be. Right. yeah, like. But also, we hear reports that like Kevin Feige is apparently up in the stars but apparently you know is gonna do a star wars movie at some point Mm -hmm. but like if he could still have time for something like that maybe james gunn does have time to you know come down and direct something or like i think it would be i think it's cool that we have somebody in a position like that that let's say they do i don't know uh, the the colin farrell penguin show right the fact that your Mm -hmm. ceo or chairman could you know if he wants to come down and direct the pilot like he's You know, award-winning box office, you know, hit director James Gunn. So, Mm -hmm. I think that it's awesome to have somebody in that position who not only, like you said, is in the industry of filmmaking and television making and all that, but has worked closely with Kevin Feige for so many years and is a fan Mm -hmm. of DC Comics and all the source material and everything like like a Kevin Feige too that just has a lot of that knowledge just ready to go. I think is going to be a huge help. To kind of drive Um, things in the right direction,
1: and you have to imagine like this whole—I don't again—I don't think we know how long you know Warner Brothers was talking Henry Cavill about this whole Mm -hmm. thing, and I believe at Comic Con like it wasn't like a surefire thing, so they didn't they didn't say anything. But you'd have Mm -hmm. to imagine, you know, he maybe not he like okayed it, but he was obviously in the loop on this whole thing, you know, and. A day after it's confirmed that he's coming back Or a few days after, you know, post-credit But then Henry Cavill puts out that announcement They announce this And I, I feel like right now they're on a really good winning streak You know, we'll see if they can keep it up, obviously yeah. But I think, you know, if you're You know, if you're like a fanboy of DC or whatever You gotta be You gotta be jumping out of bed so happy right now I mean, I don't know I'm just really interested to see the if it, Like you said, like, does he Does he just say, like, everything that happened before doesn't matter. Like, we're going to start fresh or are we going to try and, you know, we're going to try and make something from everything what that's we already have. happened. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm very interested to see the, the new types of heroes and villains and stuff that get their own movies. Just, mm-hmm. like, look, because Peacemaker is such a success and, you know, I don't think any, if if you would have told me three years ago, going would be this character named Peacemaker who's going to have his own show on HBO max is going to be a hit. I'd have been like, okay, don't know who that is, Yeah, all right. Like (laughs) that's something Marvel's done really well too, is just taking these characters that nobody really cares about that much and making them very popular.
0: If you had told me, you know, five years ago that two of my favorite comic book, maybe top two, I'd have to think about it, but two of my Mm -hmm. favorite comic book things to come out of 2022 would be a Black Adam Justice Society movie and a show about Peacemaker, and they're both Mm -hmm. starring two wrestlers, I would be like, what? Like, but (laughs) the the, the Uh fact that, like you said, I mean, Peacemaker was an unmitigated hit. I don't know if unmitigated is the right word for a positive thing, but it is a, you know through and through hit with audiences critics Mm -hmm. um you know it's not a movie so you can't say financially but we know you know that the numbers were huge for it it was a huge show for hbo max i think you know it's right up there with house of dragon and euphoria for them for this year and of course james gunn his creative stamp is all over that as much as his creative stamp was all over the suicide squad i think it's awesome too that we have such a big sample size for what a james gunn DC Universe could look like because you do mm-hmm. have a little bit more of, you know, if he had only had Peacemaker, you could go, oh, well, but see what happens. Is he going to make a Batman movie and that, well, I guess Batman's a bad example. Is he going to make a, you know, Flash movie that's, you know, all just laughing it up and making all these raunchy jokes and all right. this, you know, adult stuff that's in Peacemaker. Or if he had only done the suicide squad would you say you know oh can this guy actually do like dramatic like deep dive character stuff and because we already had the one-two punch of the suicide squad which was a fantastic film and then peacemaker he can show that within the dc universe he gets it he can operate in it he can make all these cool references that fit in universe like the you know Batman's a hero, and he's like, Batman's a pervert. <laughs> you know, like, all that <laughs> stuff. Like, all these great jokes, like the Kite Man references. Like, I'm just thinking, trying to think back to all the fun right. stuff in Peacemaker. But, I mean, if that's on a directing level, I can't wait to see him shepherd kind of the wider picture for everything. Because I'd love to see, what is James Gunn's idea for a storyline for Hawkman? Because that that's mm. what DC really doesn't have over Marvel, is storylines you know what I mean like I'm thinking of myself I'm like I could give you the chronological history of the last 15 years of Sam Wilson's life you know what I mean mm-hmm. but like H- Henry Cavill's Superman became Superman like a decade ago and then he died like a week later and then he was in another movie and then he disappeared you know what i mean like you you don't have a through line so i'm really excited to see if they do that like
1: example like you said hawkman it's like yeah in black adam hawkman is this very wealthy person who Mm -hmm. you know is obviously former or like a you know the leader of the justice society and you know we don't know you know how he became hawkman where he got all this money from what other missions has he been on beforehand? We know he has a relationship with Dr. Fate. What did that look like? What is the difference now? You know, it's just like stuff like that. And that's with like a lot of like all the characters. Yeah. Obviously other ones have their, you know, some of them have their own origin story, like, you know, a wonder woman or an Aquaman, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. It's, it's missing those, those things that make the Marvel movies so good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, The Rock said I think on the red carpet he was like Black he's like, No, 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 Black Adams, phase one, man, phase one, like we're <laughs> we're just getting started. That's I'm right. like, Yeah, we'll yeah. just you know. Fa- it phase one, but the, the last ten years was phase point five. We we were just mm-hmm. getting there. We you know, we were we were we had to build up yeah. to it. But if that is the case, I'd love to see it. I'd love to take the pieces that you have you got Henry Cavill back now. It looks like Ben Affleck is one more zero on his check away from coming back as Batman. Like he, he clearly no, <laughs> he's no, he's got to be
1: done. I think.
0: I Re- do you think? think I, like I seriously? Because I I'm maybe if more and it's more every day that he's gonna come back. I just don't because <laughs> he's in and, Flash.
1: And something I will say something I will say too about James Gunn is I think he'll allow all these different things to also be their own thing. Like yeah. you know we're not gonna shove Robert Pattinson into this universe with oh yeah dwayne johnson you know that 'cause because they just don't mesh like those two those two universes yeah and you know i don't know because the more i think about it you do have a good point like ben affleck when he was doing those 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 movies he was he had a lot of trouble just like personally right um mm-hmm. and he's definitely in a better place now so you know maybe that like you made a good point he's in flash i believe he
0: is in Aquaman uh, 2 as was well? Was
1: on the Aquaman 2 yep. set as well, so yep. he's in that. So, you know, maybe you could be right. I'd be down for it. I just, I don't know. I think he, I think he, it's more of like a, I'd rather just, you know, just, just put me in there for 10 minutes. I'll, you know, I don't need to be the star mm-hmm. of the new movie or anything like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think, too, he could, uh, I think if he wanted to, even he could just kind of take a step back and be more of the Batman Beyond type Batman where he's mm-hmm. more just oh, running yeah. the Justice yeah. League. You know, the exact storyline they had in mind for the whole Michael Keaton thing could just work for Ben Affleck. But instead of mm-hmm. the fact that Keaton's older being the reason that maybe he doesn't have as much time in the suit could just be that Bat- that Bruce Wayne's, you know, retiring or, or stopping mm-hmm. going out as much because he's working on the Justice League type thing. So I think there's a lot you could do with it. If he only wants to do like a ten or fifteen minutes a movie, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I I still, I still very much enjoyed Captain America in Infinity War, and he only had fifteen minutes of screen time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I think it is doable. But we got these brand new shiny toys with the JSA and Black Adam and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and then we got Henry Cavill back on the board. Shazam is more a part of things now than ever before. I think that they are they finally have a good launching pad. For this stuff, and I think they do have a really good setup for whatever the hell is going on with this Amanda Waller stuff that they're kind of positioning her as a uh, as a Nick Fury type in this universe. Mm-hmm. We just don't have as much context right now, which I sure I'm sure will change because obviously James Gunn has been very instrumental in everything Amanda Waller's been doing since you know the Suicide Squad last year. Yep. But yeah else on dc that we want to talk well what do we think is gonna what do we think this is gonna change for the tv end of things because like they said there is that piece in there about dc live action television and animated projects all tied together under a new banner
1: i don't know weren't they what was that thing that they were like shut or was it they were shutting down different animation things uh in warner brothers or was that they were just like canceling a bunch of stuff uh both one i was both. Both. Yeah. Yes. I think you see maybe an increase in all of those different, in my opinion, you know, DC is very good at their animated content. You know, sometimes the movies are hit and miss, but I'd say most of them are pretty good. In my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe that's, I guess that's, you know, up to anybody's opinion, but I think maybe you see a little bit more of that. Maybe you see more shows like a Harley Quinn. Now I've never watched it and I know people love it, but it's a little bit more, Crude humor, I I would say. Maybe you see more of that too, and I think you see a lot of more shows like with a peacemaker type, which I think just thrive on HBO Max. Just because you know that comedy is really good, and if you put together a cast that you know has really good chemistry, it's it's gonna make sense. And and James Gunn has already started like laying these seeds too in these different like in Peacemaker that he did for HBO as well Mm -hmm. as suicide squad so he's coming in and he's already kind of trying to lay he's already started to lay the new groundwork for what story he's going to tell so yeah i i'm i'm really excited
2: yeah
0: i think there's a lot of potential and the the last two things here i want to bring up for dc is basically i think yesterday or two days ago we got a report saying that george mckay from 1917 is apparently the front runner to replace Ezra Miller as Barry Allen slash the Flash in the DC films. Do you think that would be a good choice? Do you think it's gonna happen? What do you what do you think is going on with the Flash at this point?
1: I think I think at some point Warner Brothers probably moves off of Ezra Miller. I just think they're more trouble than they're worth probably. Mm. Um even if you know even if the Flash does you know amazing at the box office and i know there's been reports that it's a very good movie mm-hmm. uh i just i just think they're more trouble than than the company needs
0: yeah and the whole apology attempt did not fly
1: yeah i mean if he if he doesn't go to jail isn't he like charged with whatever like burglary or something something Bur- yeah burglary um, breaking and
0: entering whatever
1: Yeah, I don't know much about George McKay. I've only seen him in 1917. I think Mm -hmm. that's. I mean, he was
0: good in 1917.
1: He was good in 1917. I always get him confused with another actor that looks very much like him from Kingsman. Yes, yes, yes. Same. I always think they look very similar, and I I, always get that mixed up.
0: I had to. (laughs) I had to say in my head like twenty times in the past minute. Not to talk about because Henry or Harry Dickinson was just in a new movie that came out. So this Mm. horror movie that was like terrible. So I was like, I got to remember that it's not that guy. It's the guy from the Oscar winning Sam Mendes movie 1917. So (laughs) it's like Mm. it's a gives me a little bit more confidence.
1: But yeah, I think I'd, I'd be interested in seeing him in that role.
0: Yeah, I think I would be very interested as well. I think it's definitely a little it would be a very big difference with how he looks because they just very much visually look different. Miller is much more, he's got kind of a, like, you know, they got kind of boxy features with dark black hair. George Mm -hmm. McKay, I feel like he's a little bit, like, lankier. So I think it'll be interesting. But, yeah. I think it could work. I have confidence in Andy Muschietti or whoever is going to be making these decisions. Maybe at this point it is going to be James Gunn. Or maybe these decisions are already made and we're just going to find out about them at some point. Mm-hmm. But either way, I think it'll be good. And then what are your thoughts on this? Just in general, Cavill being back. Do you think we are going to get Man of Steel too soon? Because oh. Henry Cavill did then follow up Black Adam with that oh, Instagram okay. post. Yeah. Right. Uh, where he said, you know, this is just a taste of what is to come
1: yeah I think I think Man of Steel 2
0: directed by James Gunn
1: no actually Zack Snyder coming back from Army of the Dead Oh, (laughs) I don't think so I don't think so no I think we probably get it in the next you know I don't think it's like you know 10 years away or something I think it's maybe next two three years we probably Mm. get that I was hyped though I you know I think we were both pretty I I it was spoiled for me unfortunately I saw the saw a TikTok leak or whatever. But your reaction, whew, you were were very excited. I was pumped, uh, man. When he showed up. Not the best conversation between him and Black Adam. Still not sure where Black Adam stands in this DCEU. Hero, villain, we don't know. Um, still
0: Vulture and Morbius, Black Adam, Superman.
1: Right. As far as Um,
0: post-credits, we should talk, conversations go.
1: Yeah, what I will say is I hope – the next movie isn't like Black Adam versus Superman. I feel like that's just moving too fast. We need a, a solo Henry Cavill Man of Steel too. We don't need like, you know, bunch of other characters mucking up the works in that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, they should go back into Shazam and just edit Henry Cavill's face onto Superman. I think just extend the fr- release the Say IMAX the enhanced version. Yeah, yes. release
0: the IMAX version. And just have it be just that one scene is just a little right, bit yeah. higher. And it's just Henry going,
2: what?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but last thing on the whole James Gunn DC thing here, just quick question. What do you think this means for James Gunn at Marvel?
1: I think he's, I think it's kind of, I mean, he's made all these Guardians movies all have been quality, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to get the third one, I think, next year. Yeah. is it late next year or is it like nope. mid summer May May 1st I think May okay yeah. yeah so yeah I think you know after Guardians 3 I think he's kind of you know is is kind of finished with Marvel he's moving on mm-hmm. to DC uh, and I really don't think you become this, the the CEO of a DC films and then continue to make content for Marvel like you probably mm-hmm. want to work for the company that you're employed by yeah <laughs> you know so
0: Yeah, I think it'll be interesting because I think my gut tells – well, for one thing, I think it's great that you see – like you said, I mean, this guy directed – well, now, a TV special, Mm. two amusement park rides, and three films, and Mm. a lot of stuff on two Avengers movies. You know, he has done a lot of work for Marvel over the years, and I just love that something like this is happening where this guy found – Obviously, he had success in the horror genre, but this guy found so much success with Marvel, really kind of came up with them starting in Phase 2, learned so much from Kevin Feige, and then he can go and take over this literally the highest position. He is running DC everything besides the comics. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yet, you know Kevin Feige was probably the first phone call that was like, man, it should you are the perfect choice you know what I mean I just Mm -hmm. love that there is no bad blood because anybody that goes well DC's you know trying to do this trying to do this over on Marvel it's like Mm -hmm. well what are you gonna do now that DC and Marvel are run by two buddies you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like and, and I love that so I feel like it's even something that You know, if maybe one day he steps down from D.C., he could always go back and direct another Marvel thing. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I I just really hope that it keeps him open like we talked about earlier. But I guess only time will tell on that. Speaking of James Gunn, I think it's time for us to do a little reaction to something that he did direct, which, again, came out literally moments apart from the announcement that that he will be taking over D.C., is the trailer reaction I love James Gunn's ex-wife Pamela Beasley herself what's it called yeah that's crazy think about that Jenna Fisher was used to be married to the head of a movie studio <laughs> should have stuck with it should' have stuck with it but anyways I digress so we're just gonna clip this out real quick guys if you bear with me if you are joining us we are about to take a look at the brand new trailer for Guardians of the G Ga- or sorry Marvel Studios special presentation, colon, the Guardians of the Galaxy, colon, holiday special, official trailer. So let's just go ahead and dive right into this. I love this intro. Yeah. Oh, Geek Ledger. All right.
1: Does he sound very different? Come
0: on, Nebula. (laughs) His character. (laughs) Shotgun. He's not as, like, toothy. Gotcha. Oh, they're going to Earth. Uh (gasps) his mother. (gasps) is it really him? Oh, my Shit. God. What? What? They're going to kidnap Kevin Bacon. Cosmo. Oh, it's, it's, it's Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's so soon. It's a month away. Yeah. Do you think I mean, for all these all... special presentations, they're just going to give us one trailer a month in advance? It's happened yeah. twice I mean, now.
1: why not? What's Yeah. The, you know? No, yeah. Uh, I, I think that looks awesome. It just looks like some goofy kind of, you know, hour, hour and a half adventure mm-hmm. just you know, with a Christmas theme. And, you know, like we said, this is a new format for Marvel to kind of mess with and see, you know, what different stories, what fun stories that they could tell without having like a direct impact on their universe as a whole. So yeah, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I, I'm excited as well. I think that it looked really cool. I love the idea of star Lord feeling like down in the dumps because well, for many reasons, but you know, Gamora chiefly among them probably, but I love the idea that the team is just trying to cheer him up, um, mm-hmm. which is funny because I guess they pass. On. I just think it's funny that in Thor: Love and Thunder, Star Lord seemed to be the one that had it all together. But uh, right. <laughs> I guess you know. But I guess Christmas is more emotional. But I really like mm-hmm. that, and like you said, I think it just looks like an hour, whatever it might be—fifty minutes, eighty minutes of just fun. You got all the Guardians in there. Groot is finally. An adult, although I like that this new Groot, he doesn't look exactly like the old Groot. I think that that's Mm -hmm. pretty cool. I think it it helps out more with the whole idea that, you know, this isn't that Groot, that this is technically that Groot's son or whatever. So, yeah, I think it looks really cute. I think it looks really fun, and and I like Kevin Bacon playing himself. That's really funny, Kevin Bacon's second Marvel appearance. But, yeah, I, I think it looks really, really cool. But, guys, let us know. What do you think? of the brand new trailer for The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special dropping in just 1 month on Disney Plus. Let us know in the comments down below. All right. So, uh, let's go ahead and quick quickly just jump to Geek Ledger said I'm so down for James Gunn as the new head of DC Studios. I just hope with him and Safran taking over the TV and animation division on top of the film division, we get higher budget TV shows. Then he said just cuz I'm just cuz I Because I'm just saying, the last season of The Flash has terrible CGI. Superman and Lois is also starting to show some budget cuts.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think you're going to see any more CW quality shows anymore. Yeah. Superman and Lois, I haven't even, you know, I haven't, I remember being really high on that show when it first came out. I watched the first, you know, probably five, six episodes and I kind of fell off. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't know how it is now. But yeah, if it's starting to show its age, then, you know, maybe this deal is just just came at the right time
0: yeah i think it's i think the uh the whole idea again just kind of going back to it is the unity you know you had shows that looked amazing mm-hmm. that no one was watching not no one obviously there's huge fans of it and everything but you had shows like titans shows like mm-hmm. dc doom patrol harley quinn that all started off you know these amazing shows that everybody says but nobody's watching them nobody's finding the audience for it And then you have these prime time shows that just, you know, and I love some of those shows, but they looked, you know, very TV, very old TV at that. Uh, And so I think to just kind of bring them together, if you want to go, hey, we're going to introduce a green arrow in the DCEU. This is who we want it to be type of thing. Let's launch it with a seven episode series on HBO Max instead Mm -hmm. of, Let's make a Green Arrow thing. Let's give it 23 episodes and 8 seasons. You know, I think that that's that's stuff that they can look at now. Which, by the way, now that I'm just saying that out loud, I think now more than ever with the multiversal stuff, I think if they do introduce a Green Arrow, I think they very easily could just make it Stephen Amell. Not that I know if they'll do that or whatever, but Mm -hmm. uh, with the multiverse, anything could happen there. But, uh, yeah, I very much agree with you, Geek Ledger. Geek Ledger, what did you think of uh, the holiday special? trailer trailer and then michelle said that special is going to be awesome good for kevin bacon it's nice to si- to finally see his career take off yep there you go <laughs> finally well like i said it actually is his second marvel project so finally made it back to a marvel project that's awesome let's go ahead you, what do you what do you want to pick pick from
1: this whatever you want let's see you want to do the creed 3 reaction sure
0: let's go for right. it yeah so it, another trailer that tj and i have This one, even more of a miracle that we were able to stay away from, is a brand new trailer for Creed 3. So yeah, if you are watching this live, thank you for joining us. If not, welcome back to the Planet Film Network. Today we are taking a look at the brand new official trailer for Creed 3. All right, let's jump right into this bad boy.
1: Oh. Oh, God.
0: Oh, he said it, Rocky. Uh Uh-oh. Funeral. Oh, shit. Oh, they knew each (laughs) other. Oh. Jeez,
1: Jonathan Majors jacked. Mm. Oh, as they uh, pop him.
0: Yep. It's just like a clubber Lang again. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Ant Man doesn't stand a chance. Oh shit! Did he kill somebody? Whoa, this is so intense. Oh crap! Wow. Yeah, that's direct- really good. Directed by Michael B. Jordan.
1: Yeah. That was
0: crazy. That looked really good.
1: <laughs> agreed uh well again like we said all right jonathan major's jacked in this movie i believe he's always been jacked but this looks like a really interesting story too not not i didn't know what the story was exactly but the idea that you know they were friends when they were younger and one went to jail and one you know had this life that the other feels like they should have lived yeah. if the were you know if what didn't if what happened didn't happen
2: yeah. and having
1: sort of like a I don't know what you would call it, like a, a need to, you know, right that wrong, I guess, or something. That's really interesting. So, yeah, I'm, it makes I'm, it very that personal. was great. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I think it looked really, really good. I think you can't have a Creed movie without somebody running in front of a car. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm glad they had that <laughs> shot in there. Yeah. Looks like Adonis's daughter is, like, even older now. It's crazy how long these movies have been going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I think the last two movies were really, really good. I think that... I know, I loved Creed 2 a lot. So I'm very excited for this one. I'm excited that Michael B. Jordan is directing. However, I do yes, feel like yeah. I gotta mention the whole I don't know what the hell's going on with that whole Sylvester Stallone being cut out of it or pushed yeah. out of it or whatever. But I don't know. you know, at the end of the day, I wasn't around in the seventies and eighties, so you know, I don't have that. Much this attachment is my to it, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I will say, Rocky is very much my Rocky, only because in our mm-hmm. house, I feel like we were we watched Rocky all the time. I love those movies, but I somebody like a another channel like Christian Harloff, who is like a diehard Rocky fan, is like, you mm-hmm. know, I'm not gonna watch this movie. I don't know if he said that about this trailer. I haven't watched this trailer reaction yet, but you know, when that news broke, he was like, it makes me wonder, you know, if I want to watch this thing. So. I think it'll be interesting either way. Rocky does get a little shout-out in this trailer too, which is, you know, great. But yeah, I think just the movie on its own, not even talking about it being in the Rocky franchise, looks fantastic. Again, somebody we didn't i don't even know if we talked about, Tessa Thompson. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I hope that she has a good amount to do in this movie. I know she was kind of one of the weaker parts of Creed Two. I just feel like she took a little bit more of a step back because it was you know so much about rocky and drago and creed and and the sun right but yeah i'm excited for it but let us know guys what do you think about the creed trailer let us know down below and make sure go ahead and hit that subscribe button while you are down there all right thank you guys for bearing with us with those trailer reactions let us know what you thought of the trailer for creed 3 was that your first time seeing it or have you already seen it that was my first time seeing it
1: Oh, I thought you were
0: asking. No, me. Oh, my God. My <laughs> That was funny. You looked so uh, earnest. You were like, no, that yeah. was my first time seeing it. <laughs> Let's see here. Danielle said he's directing. Yeah, he is directing. Geek Ledger says Michael B. Jordan should direct Blade. He's already slated to direct Static Shock and that Valzod HBO Max show. I think Blade would be an interesting move for him. Yeah, I agree, especially because. I would put the chances of that Static Shock and Valzad, those two projects happening, very slim right now. So if he is looking Mm -hmm. for a next project to take on, he's already worked with Marvel once. Actually, more than once because he was in What If. So Mm -hmm. I think he'd be very much on board if that's something that they wanted to look at. Uh, I'm sure Mahershala would be super on board with that as well. I think that's a great idea. But yeah, that one looked great. Especially if then Creed 3 ends up to be, you know, fantastic, then of course I think he would be great for that. All right, last two bits of news here before we move on is Damon Lindelof, obviously, Lost, Leftovers, and Watchmen, Helmer, creator on some of them, writer, as well as, you know, a bunch of different movies and everything. It was rumored a couple months back that he was working on a Star Wars script, working on a Star Wars movie. Right now we had a big story come out, I believe, yesterday, That basically confirms some things that yes, he is definitely working on it. They even have a director that I don't believe is officially signed on because technically the movie is not confirmed or whatever, but it is going to be one of the directors of Miss Marvel, which you know, awesome. I think that I think we can agree. You know, a lot of that show Mm -hmm. really worked for us, but yeah, I think, and also that this movie. Sorry, the actual purpose of the article was basically saying that. This movie right now in Lucasfilm has the most momentum. They got the script handed in. They really liked it. They focused immediately on trying to get a director locked down for it. They did that. So it seems that this movie right now has the biggest, fastest trajectory to actually maybe happening. But then we also Mm -hmm. got a report saying that Chapek is very unhappy with the output of Star Wars films, a.k.a. none. So, you know, I think there's a lot to break down there. But, you know, I know we both – you watch Watchmen, right?
1: Yes, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah
0: of course. Yeah, that's just been so long. Yeah, so we both, you know, really liked his work on that, of course. But what if this is kind of the Andor of movies? You know what I mean? This You know, I think David Lindelof can – what if this is going to be like a movie set in Star Wars about like a class struggle or about – you know it's supposedly set post episode nine so maybe Mm -hmm. it's what does it actually look like for the regular people of the galaxy to put life back to you know what i mean because like we don't know if it's going to be another new republic or what is the actual state of the broader galaxy what do you think this movie would
1: be? What do you think of this news in general? Well, I think it's great news. Damon Ludovall. I've only seen Watchmen. I've never seen like Leftovers or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, just from Watchmen, I think he's fantastic at what he does. But yeah, I I hmm. I, I would hope that this that this movie since it's post episode 9 again steers away from the whole Skywalkerness of it and, you know, I'm assuming it's it it probably doesn't even line up with whatever you know went on in those movies, man. That would be interesting though. Like you said, like an Andor like type movie. Is that what you said?
0: Yeah, like what, it, like the kind of actual people, actual consequences type of Star Wars. This stuff, mm-hmm. the kind of vibe we're getting from Andor.
1: Yeah, I that'd think be he interesting. Would really,
0: I, he would really do great with that.
1: Yeah, like, like you. Yeah, like, like you said, like people seeing. You know, people, different planets, maybe you do, maybe if he does multiple movies, you focus on a different person slash family on each planet in each movie. Or if you just have it jumping around, you know, people on all these other different planets trying to, like you said, like kind of, you know, put together their life back together after the First Order. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that'd be really interesting. Or we do, maybe we just do a whole like a bounty hunter movie. Or just do that.
0: Yeah, I think it's really I think it's really interesting. Uh I I, I think there's a lot of potential for this to be for it to be post episode nine, or if it ends up not being post episode nine, whatever, because I also think a Damon Lindelof type movie about the New Republic, about
2: mm. you know,
0: what is give me a give me a Damon Lindelof movie starring Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Mothma. 10 years after return of the jedi. Give me that movie. Or or even 5 years after. Give me Mon Mothma's, you know, trying to trying to just get this new republic together. Like give me something like that. And just the political machinations and all this stuff. I think that stuff would be so cool, especially with what he did on Watchmen. Just the way that he kind of wove fantasy and symbolism and a lot of thematic stuff together was fantastic. Speaking of Andor check-in. How are you feeling about Andor?
1: Great show. Great show. I'm trying to remember what happened in the episode from last week. The last uh, week was
0: kind of the reset. Right. He went back and visited Bix. His mother, right? Yeah, his mother, absolutely, Marva. Uh, Fiona Shaw is absolutely killing it in this show as Marva. So emotional. I think that the line that she had where he said, you know, she tells him to go and he says i'll never st- like I'll, I'll i can't mm-hmm. go without you i'll i'll you know never be able to not think about you and i'll always be worrying about you and she was like that's just love that was right up right. there with you know what is grief if not love persevering with me right um yeah. so i thought that that was fantastic but yeah and then him going in- to the kind of beach yeah. planet
1: i'd say i i was mo- oh yeah that was that was a very big that was a very big change of tone I felt like because we we zoom in on this planet mm-hmm. and it's like this like whatever type of music I was like this is not the music I expected to hear you know at the mm-hmm. end of this episode something that you know really inter- interests me going forward in the show is uh, what's her name basically the Empire mirror her kind of Deirdre? still trying mm-hmm. to yeah you know figure out what is going on and being stopped at like every single turn and just keeps going. And uh, the guy who, who was a corpo, but then he got fired, and now Zero. he's, yep, and he's working in like this security company, right? I something think like it's
0: that. well, it's the Empire, but I think it's the Security bureau, or oh no, she's with the Imperial, um, right? Security bureau, the Standards Bureau. That's what it is. He's in the Department of Standards, and mm. mm-hmm. so I think they said he's like looking at like fuel readouts or something,
1: right? So um, I'm interested to see, monotous. you know, what happens with him. And like it like zooms out and he's just like tapping away at this desk. I said that
0: like, reminded brilliant... me of Severance.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh... like, it's like Severance in Star Wars. And we got a few Palpatine name drops as well, which I thought was.
0: Yeah, we got so... Wolf Ularan in there. The mustache mm. man himself, you know, he betrayed the <laughs> Jedi and uh, just kept rising up the Imperial ranks there. But you can go and check out Clone Wars on Disney Plus to see him be a hero. Or give a fascist speech on episode 7 of Andor, the beauty of Star Wars. Yeah, I really am liking Andor so far. We both are. We will keep the reviews up. I'll tell you what, it's going to be a lot lot easier for us to stay consistent with our full Andor reviews now that Andor is the last show standing because House Mm -hmm. of the Dragon has unfortunately fallen. She-Hulk over. Rings of Power was over for us the day it came out. You know, really Andor is the last big show right now. Until and then I realized though, we do I do have the crown coming up. Did you where are you at with your crown? Well
1: we haven't we haven't picked it back up. <laughs> We're in season three.
0: Oh really? So. You slowed down in the Coleman years. Wow.
1: We we, we only got like an episode through. Oh wow. I explained it like I explained it maybe like I explained it months ago, like why we just fell were, off aren't able yeah fell off mm-hmm. we want to get we want to get back on the roller coaster but you know hasn't happened yet
0: yeah oh i want to jump over to chat real quick actually can you read geek ledger's chats real quick
1: yeah oh geez sorry you did the, that one star wars lost in space starring joey from friends as he falls in a wormhole and gets spat out in the star wars universe and he has to find his way back to the future and to earth that that would be a funny show <laughs> I don't even know who you would cat maybe not maybe not Joe, maybe not block now. Maybe maybe you get somebody, you know, more that comedic uh, Dennis that Quaid is relevant. Not nah, I shouldn't say that is relevant. That is more popular now. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Jack Quaid? Hey
0: man, you joke, but it could be.
1: Yeah. What are the repercussions of putting a religious order as the protectors of the galaxy? How does the galaxy move forward in a galaxy where the Jedi essentially committed genocide against the Sith? And he said, idea for his movie. I think. Let's say you.
0: I say yes, absolutely. <clears throat> I think that that would be an awesome idea. I think that if it went into those things, I think it would, because maybe that's your answer to doing a post episode nine thing is mm. okay, we're going to do a movie after episode nine, but it's not going to focus on any of the main characters. So maybe it's not focusing on the Jedi, but it's focusing on maybe the government who is trying to figure out what to do with the Jedi. Mm. You know, the whole reason that everything kind of came crushing down is because the the kind of separation of church and state, AKA the Jedi and the Senate and the Republic just kind of got broken down and broken down. So I think that would be awesome. What is, what is these people are so powerful. It's almost like the boys, right? What do you do with the soups? What do you do with the Jedi? Do they, should they even have a role in our society or is it better to just move on? You know, let them be wanderers or a thing of the past. type of thing. I think you could do a lot of stuff with that. So I like that mm-hmm. a lot. And then real quick here, I just want to get your thoughts. We missed last week. That is my bet. I talked about that earlier when you were getting the Nova. Oh, but yeah. What was going to be our main topic for last week, we'll talk about real quick here, that it looks like Harrison Ford is going to be... Oh, yeah. General, th- or I guess he's no longer going to be general or secretary of state, but he is going to be playing Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross himself in both Captain America Four and in the Thunderbolts, and then presumably, however many more appearances Ross will have in the MCU. What do you think? And can you even believe that this is happening?
1: Yeah, I'm. A, I am a little surprised because Harrison Ford. I just he strikes me as somebody who probably doesn't want to do any more franchises. Yeah, uh, you know, I feel like Indiana Jones would would have probably been his last one but you know it looks like he signed on for this thunderbolts movie to take over the role of thunderbolt ross and mm-hmm. i'm excited uh, i think it's a great great choice you know he's instantly recognizable and i think he can you know i think he'll he'll do a very good job of embodying the character that uh, william hurt did when he was playing the playing the role do
0: you think he is going to either a grow his hair out Mm-hmm. B, have a wig. Or C, just go with whatever he's got on his head the day of filming. Because Ross, definitely, say... he, he definitely has a very, like, coiffed, like, gray and he silvery, does, yeah. like, hair look
1: to it. Uh-huh. And, uh, and Harrison's gonna...
0: a little more just kind of on his head.
1: Yeah. I think I, I think probably, I think he'd probably, probably just get a wig. Let's make it. Yeah
0: that's it. what I that's what I figured too yeah just because I'm just sitting here trying to think about it and it's like of course mm-hmm. that fits like of course right. that is perfect casting but then I'm like have I ever seen Harrison Ford with a mustache like that like you know I'm thinking about that yeah. in my head right now and I know I've seen him with a beard and stuff uh mm-hmm. but like Harrison Ford just with a straight up mustache in like a three-piece suit.
2: What is that mm. going to look
0: like? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like Indiana yeah. Jones, he's he's always a casual guy. Like, what is right. he going to look like? You know, all done up like Thunderbolt Ross. I think it'll mm. be very interesting. But yeah, amazing news, obviously. A little shocking, although I'm sure just like his answer to why did you come back for 2049? The money. So I'm sure <laughs> I am sure he said, how many yeah. planes can I get if I do this? Yeah. OK, <laughs> planes can I get <laughs> So uh, how many crashes um, can I pay for? Eight. But no, yeah, ab- absolutely awesome news. Really excited to see it. And the fact that we don't even have to wait that long. Cap 4 is less than two years out. They already have director script, everything. So it sounds like they're going to be pretty ready to go. Harrison Ford wore a suit in Working Girl. I know he wore a suit in Working Girl, but he also was like a 40-year-old man who just looked like a man in a suit. I'm talking about like... In Blade Runner 2049, the guy just was wearing, like, sweatpants and a gray Mm T-shirt with a pizza stain on it the entire movie. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's basically – it's literally what he's wearing on the poster too. But not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying it'll be interesting to see him kind of in character again. I'm going to need a
1: classic, like, line from one of his previous movies. For example – Get off my plane. I knew you were going to say that one, yeah.
0: (laughs) Him and Bucky are going to get into a fight in the second act, and he's going to say, you know what, Barnes? Get off my plane. And then Bucky's gonna be like gladly and then just jump out yeah, the side. Right. No, I think I think definitely. He's definitely got a he's gotta with some people. <laughs> Sir, whoa whoa whoa. Oh my god. Where's banner? Have you seen- <laughs> Alright, anyways, let's move on to not even our main topic, but our closing topic, which is going to be a long topic. Because we did miss last week's, we actually have double duty to do here, which is if you are just joining us. Welcome back to the Planet Film Network. Right now, we are going to be talking about House of the Dragon Episode 9 and then also Episode 10. Now, TJ, mm. just for the sake of putting it up as its own video, let's do a quick, like, five minutes on Episode 9. And then right. and then we'll just open it to a discussion about 9 and 10. Going back a week in your brain machine... <sighs> yeah. How did you feel? We got <laughs> Rainice bringing the power back. Allison yep. uh-huh. crowning her son, literally kicking Aegon, dragging him, kicking and screaming to be crowned in the dragon pit. And then obviously that amazing end. But also some great moments with Allison and Rhaenys during the episode. Kristen Cole being an absolute piece of shit. You know, a, a lot of great mm-hmm. stuff to love and hate. So how did you feel about episode nine as a whole?
1: thought it was another fantastic episode i thought that i thought that the big thing remember how we were like oh the 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 something always huge happens at the second last episode i felt it was almost Mm -hmm. reversed in the season one where something really big happened in episode eight for example and episode 10 which i found very interesting not not that nothing not, not that nothing happened in this episode but i feel like the two biggest things were in those two episodes but yeah, I thought the Rayneese and Allison conversation was awesome. the end, of course, was was amazing. Rayneese, you know, just blowing up this this church that they're at, that the the king is being named at, and basically, I was like, she could, you know, she could end it right there. But you know, mm-hmm. obviously, too too easy. Can't do it that way.
0: Yeah, I won't kill, kill I these didn't... ten people, but all the poor people that I just exploded out of the floor and, right. and crushed to death is okay. But yeah,
1: I did just... uh, the 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 Larys strong thing. That was weird. Ooh, that yeah. was weird. That yeah. I was not like, a good what look. Are we doing not a good look was, for like, either uh, one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Aemond. the whole chase with Amon trying to find Aegon throughout the city, and just some some little some little things here and there that were kind of like, oh man, Aegon, he's he's terrible. He sucks. Hmm. Like I think they they kind of. Make a nod that he has like multiple children, possibly just scattered around the city, yeah. correct? Um, yeah, that that whole you child see that fighting, little kid. too, that was brutal, too. Yeah, I was like, what the, like, the
0: fuck crazy. is this? Yeah. yeah.
1: And I, you know, I'm assuming it came with Game of Thrones time, like Game of Thrones from a few years ago. I'm assuming that's out, maybe that's outlawed at that point, right? Like, yeah, I, you, I think so, you because you that's what
0: Masaria <laughs> asks Otto. She was like, the only thing I require is, you know, stop the the fighting or whatever um mm-hmm. so yeah i'd hope and i'd hope by the time it's it's outlawed yeah
1: and some one other thing that i just found interesting was i think allison has some pushback towards otto at one point i don't remember exactly what it said but i was like thank you yeah, allison for kind of you know, like a standing up for yourself yeah. yes thanks for standing up for yourself although and then Rainisto immediately goes right back at her and is like can you not see that you're just this pawn I think she said, like, not that specifically, but... And we're like, thank you. That's what we've all been saying. But, yeah, I thought it was a great episode, once again.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with everything you said. I do also agree that I think, as far as Game of Thrones episodes episode 9s go, Mm -hmm. uh, I think this is a little more baylor, like, a little more season 1 of, you know, what happens to Ned at the end of episode Mm -hmm. 9 of season 1. It's just a very good interesting episode that then something absolutely insane happens in the last five minutes Uh, and I think that that's what we got I don't think that this was a Blackwater or Battle of the Bastards Mm -hmm. or you know Reigns of Castamere Red Wedding type thing Uh, I just think that it was a very solid episode definitely not my favorite of the season but it was still amazing Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I agree with everything you said even something you didn't mention like the the two kingsguard eric and aric the two twins i liked they were the one they were the ones sent to go find aegon and i liked that mm. they had the kind of with each other these like twin brothers about one is like you know trying to tell his brother like look at all this terrible stuff aegon's doing like he shouldn't be our king all mm. like this that and the other really trying to get him to their side and everything But then the other brother's just not having it. And then you see in episode 10 where the two brothers land with their allegiances. But I like that that was set up in here. Even something that, you know, not these huge characters, just these two Kingsguard that are going to, you know, go one way or another. And I like that we got that focus in this episode that was so chaotic. But yeah, I I think that it was a fantastic episode. Again, I think that Olivia Cook absolutely was just phenomenal. I hate, hate, hate that just by nature of this show, it means that her and Emma Darcy are going to have to go up against each other in uh, mm-hmm. the awards, which, you know, sucks. But uh, I think yeah. that either one of them deserve to win. I also think Reese Ifans is a Sherlock for, uh, Sherlock, is a <laughs> lock for supporting actor and then I think also, of course, not really to have to do with episode nine, but I think of course, Patty. Of course,
1: I yeah.
0: I I personally I've seen a lot of TV in 2022, and I I do personally think, and and I'm including Bob Odenkirk in this. I think that Patty probably deserves the win with with just what I've seen so far, yeah. Yeah. because he just absolutely came in and crushed. That role. I mean, he just became that role. He was Viserys. He do- he dove in ankle d- or not ankle deep, but he del- he dove in head deep, you know, mm-hmm. with both hands open into this role and just completely crushed it. And then, of course, episode nine is the last we'll probably ever see of him. I was so sad in episode ten when Matt Smith Matt Smith had highest billing on the show. Um mm-hmm for the first time, which I was like, Oh God. But then it makes sense because it's going to be Matt Smith's, you know, show going forward. Right. Uh, He's, he's very much the biggest star going into it. So, you know, I understand that completely, but yeah, I thought episode nine was great. I know I kind of got off, off the point there, but I thought episode nine was fantastic. I would say probably MVP acting wise was definitely Olivia cooks, Allison. MVP character wise, I think was Ray not even just for the end. But I think that when she is going toe to toe with Allison, and Allison's trying to dig her claws in, and mm. Rainice is like, "You don't think I know like what you're doing? You're just a freaking, you know, you're a pawn in this just as much as anyone else." And just completely, you know, kind of verbally undressing Allison of any power she thought that she was going to have over Rainice, kind of like, a, you know, I've been I've been at this game since before you were born, type of yeah. type of vibe. Uh, <laughs> Not to mention, she was also being held prisoner in her own chambers, which was insane. Right. Yes. Uh, and I really liked the whole kind of getting her out. I liked the I, I we haven't talked about it yet for nine that whole bit of Eric guiding Rayneese to the dragon pit to try and get on her dragon, mm-hmm. and her kind of you know getting getting kind of moved around. And I liked just not even calling major attention to it, but just showing how little anybody cares about the common people of King's Landing right now right. that the you have the King's guard or the city watch literally just corralling and pushing people into the dragon pits you know what I mean they're literally just like nope yep you're going everybody's going just go like they're it's, it's absolutely horrible just so that Allison can you know pull off this uh, Alison and Otto can pull off this coup in front of as many eyes as possible but yeah I thought it, I thought it was absolutely great. All right, so let us now dive into just kind of our thoughts on this finale, episode 10, titled The Black Queen. I thought it was fantastic. I don't know if you just want to dive just right into spoilers. We can talk about whatever we want from this season. Heartbreaking ending here. I think a lot of people saw it coming. But the way it was, the way it happened... It was done, yeah. It was just so... So sudden and shocking but let's just dive right into it. What did you think? What were some of your standout moments and uh,
1: what did you think about what happened to poor Luke? Well two quick or one quick shout out <clears throat> mm-hmm. I like to shout out the, uh, the uh, prop department for this cool map that they made for the oh yeah the kind of meeting throne room type thing. Dragonstone thought that was really really cool. Something I thought was a bit unnecessary was the whole baby thing. I I just, I don't know if we needed all that. Personally, I know it's Game of Thrones, Mm -hmm. uh, but it just seemed like it was, they kept showing. It's like, yeah, I get it. Like her kid died. Like I understand. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I don't know about you, but I just felt like that was like, it was just a little too much. I was like, I don't know if we need, I don't know. if Mm -hmm. this. How does this serve the the episode? I don't really think it does.
0: (laughs) I felt like I was just on that point. I feel like I was, it was just below that for me. I think any yeah. longer, and I would have agreed. Because I had that where I was like, do we need all this? And then I was yeah. like, okay, with what we got, whatever. But I do think, I, I guess I just am one of the people I fall more on the side of, this show is kind of just really going to leave it all out there. And that right. includes yeah, everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I, and I guess I'm just okay with that. I don't know. And I know that people are upset about it and everything, but also I trust in the and show, the showrunners enough because a lot of people had that same complaint, me as well of being uncomfortable with a very similar scene with Emma in the first episode. But then that later came back to serve an absolutely incredible purpose of basically showing that, you know, that whole thing was really what broke this you know, kind of mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. He's never really been the same since then, since he made that choice. So I really just think, yes, a, it's a metaphor and b. I think it just goes to show how messed up this is. Like, it's not like they just took her throne. It's her dad's dead. They took her throne later in the episode. Her son is dead. And now also she lost this baby with her and Damon. And, you know, it's just going to set everybody off. But I do agree. I definitely asked myself, I was like, is all of this necessary? Mm. Uh, For me, I think it just ended up landing where I was like, okay, with the amount, I guess.
1: Yeah. But- But
0: yeah, go for it.
1: Overall, I thought it was fantastic ending to the to the show. Like you said, the ending was it, it, I I felt like it was obvious something was going to happen. We weren't just going to leave it with like him saying, "Oh, let me give me your eye." And, you know, and and Luke just kind of walking out of there, you know, un, unharmed. Mm-hmm. And I again, I thought the way it was done and the idea that it was it, he didn't he was just trying to scare him. He wasn't trying to kill him. Yeah. Um, and and I saw something, I think on TikTok, somebody was like, the shows, you know, that, you know, everybody says, oh, Targaryens, you know, House of Dragons, you know, they control the dragons. Clearly there's, you know, they don't always control them. Sometimes it's like they, you know, they don't have the full control that maybe they're led to, it's led to, you're led to believe. Granted, they're, they're both, you know, obviously Luke way, way younger. So maybe they're not like fully, you know, fully like fleshed out riders yeah. but i thought that was really interesting i thought it was i thought the day the relationship with damon and the uh, it's not jace like the older one who's the older one? yeah
0: jace mm-hmm. jace
1: uh yeah. that picture looks his imdb picture that actor looks really he looks really young in that picture yeah that i think he's, well, he's
0: got the bad wig too they have on jace yeah. <laughs> i really hope he. Gets uh,
1: i thought that relationship between the two of them was very interesting I didn't know if it was like a weird dynamic because that's not his child or, you know, but it felt like the two of them were maybe it's because he felt like Damon was kind of making Renera like the backseat, I guess. Like and Damon, by the way, seems to be I would like to say Damon seems to be forgetting his place. I've noticed he see he you know, he wants to he wants to fight. He wants to get this into a war, but he's not the king. You know, you're not in charge here. Renner is in charge, and I, th- I, 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 I feel like he holds this like very small ounce of resentment that he feels he should be in charge. Is that just me, or is that?
0: No, I, okay. I, I don't know if it's well. I don't know if it's resentment or that he right. feels he should be in charge. I think it's just who he is. You know, right. I think it's just one of those things. It's just. He loves Rhaenyra probably more than anyone. I mean, his daughters, of course, mm-hmm. too, but yeah. <laughs> he probably loves Rhaenyra, you know, more than anyone in the entire world. Obviously, I think it took a lot for him to, you know, he goes from the first episode of I'm your heir to mm-hmm. then having the great moment with his brother two episodes ago, putting the crown mm-hmm. back on his head. And then in this episode, obviously, he's the one to crown her. So I think that you know that's in him that i think that is Damon. is that he loves his wife he loves that she is queen he thinks that that's who she should be but i also think he's still that guy even though it's been 15 or so years he's still that guy in the stepstones that Mm. finds out oh viserys is starting to make calls no i'm gonna go in and finish this myself and I think that, that mm-hmm. he's looking at it the same way, he's saying, okay, I get that Rhaenyra is like, we need to wait, we need to think about it, but we need to end this conflict right now, and I think that it is that earlier season Damon coming back up to the surface of mm-hmm. just, you know, I'm the military strategist, I'm going to get this done, and say what you will, that if they had left, if the Ravens had flown, if people had gone on Dragonback, when Damon said... Maybe Luke gets to Storm's End before Amon. Maybe everything goes very differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but we we talk about that a lot in this show. There's a lot of clear markers of if this person had done that instead, all of this could have been avoided. and at this point, I think it's just going to be a big mess yeah. of, of the war
1: <laughs> who d- does does Corliss know that Damon killed his brother? Did anybody tell him that?:
0: Yeah, Rayneese told him when oh, when okay, he was waking up that. yeah oh, yeah okay, he was that. she was like they va- or damon took his head for it and then corliss oh. is just kind of like oh us valerian oh, okay, men so he's, he's like, like oh, yeah. yeah he's like us valerian men are are yeah. always uh what did he say our ambition right. is always you know outreached us or something some great line which again yeah. oh my god honestly if i got to say one of my favorite things in this whole episode was just seeing Steve Toussaint's name back in the opening credits, knowing mm-hmm. that Corliss would be in this. I also got a minor book spoiler, which I don't know if you want me to tell you or not. It's just very minor.
1: That's mm-hmm. yeah, it, fine, yeah.
0: All right, all I'll say, and also it'll be two years, so you'll probably forget. All I'll mm-hmm. say is, sounds like Corliss is sticking around for a while, oh, which okay. is great. It's. It, it, I, I heard just that he has an official position in Rhaenyra's court, um, interesting. which is like, if that's the case, then that means Steve Toussaint back season mm-hmm. two. One of my biggest worries was that he was going to die in this episode. I'm so glad that he did not. And that he is, you know, back in good health or, you know, as mm-hmm. much as he reasonably can be. And I thought that his performance again, so powerful, almost like a Patty Constantine coming into the great hall, making that walk when, Corliss comes to court for the first time and he's walking down the steps with his cane with mm-hmm. Rainice and everything. And in that moment as the audience, you know, we don't know is he going to side with Rhaenyra? I feel like even Cor- I feel like the way that Steve Toussaint played it, even Corliss doesn't know. I feel like he's going down there to feel it out. He's like depending on what Rhaenyra's answer is will be my answer. And then I think I loved when it just felt so, like, yeah, like, fist bump moment when he was, like, the full Valarian fleet and Driftmark are behind you, and I was just like, yeah! Like, <laughs> it's just so
1: awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I just get so pumped whenever Corliss is on screen. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah.
1: I found it I- thing that the whole kind of... Damon's like, you know, we have, like, 11 dragons, and they have three. But the three that are against them are (laughs) kind of they've been through it you know they they know the battle they know what to do and they've been battle tested per se and i thought that was interesting especially with Vagar, obviously right it's like you can't just you know but i don't know Damon's dragon i don't know what the name of him is he is correct yeah he looks is that the first time we've seen him no right oh no so that it i can who
0: is that one I can give you some info on that. So okay. Damon's dragon is Raxes, who is the mm-hmm. red one we've seen many times. He's the right, one with okay. the the kind of like webbed tail um, yeah. the, and the long neck, which we could talk about the great Karaxes scene in this episode with Damon and the Kingsguard mm-hmm. of forcing. It was felt I got flashbacks to Randall Tarley. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. you know, bend, bend the knee or, you know, this guy's going to Dracarys you out of existence Mm -hmm. but the dragon that Damon goes and finds is named Vermithor which he does mention by name because he says they have 11 dragons with 11 dragon riders King's Mm -hmm. Landing has three dragons with three dragon riders but then Rhaenyra says later on I count 14 dragons to to their four Mm -hmm. Um, and so basically what that means is there are extra dragons that are riderless and damon i think he he says it briefly too because there's still sea smoke which is laner's dragon right. is riderless right now and then he said there's vermathor one other one and then there's also three wild dragons uh, right. that yeah. are on the dragon mount so i think the idea is they have access to him and vermathor i don't know spoilers for what actually ends up happening with him but Vermithor was a previous dragon rider, basically second biggest to our in terms of Uh-oh. size and age. Okay. So that's yeah. why he looks so gnarly. But then also apparently some of the wild dragons that come in that will come in later on in the story are even bigger. So, you know, I feel like there's going to be a lot of cool dragon yeah. stuff coming up. But yeah, that that was Vermithor, who it looks like Damon is maybe trying to. What What do they call it? not imprint on that's twilight like
1: trying to you just mean like tame kind of bond like, with or bond something with, whatever yeah. they call
0: it yeah. yeah yeah exactly i feel like he's trying to see if that'll work <coughs> just mm-hmm. because if we talk about their strategy a little bit their strategy sounds like is their first move is to try and take heron home mm-hmm. which does have me a little bit worried because anybody who goes to Heron hall usually burns alive <laughs> so but it sounds like yeah. He might need Vermithor to do that. Vermithor, uh, which will be also
1: known as the Bronze Fury, according to Oof. Game of Thrones wiki, that's a pretty cool, man. Yeah, very, yeah. Um, does it say
0: who the riders were? Is it Visenya uh, or was it Alisane? It was. Well, it was. Oh no! no. Okay. Oh my god! I'm so stupid. It was Jaehaerys' uh, dragon. I was like, <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm that's new to the Fire and Blood era give me give me a reprieve from your anger did you the finish
1: the whole did you finish that f- the first book like game of thrones
0: oh god no no i'm like oh, four okay. hours in you finished it already, yeah. yeah no 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 i got i gotta get back to it though thank you for reminding me but yeah so Vermithor was
1: Jim harris and hugh hammer whoever that is don't know who that is that's the other owner.
0: yeah i guess that's <laughs> i have heard that that person is going to be coming in later I also got, for the first time, Winterfell, Cregan Stark. His name was mentioned. A lot of Stark and Winterfell and Baratheon and everything Mm -hmm. in this episode. Clearly teasing, you know, letting the audience know, hey, season two, you know, like any season two of a show, we're going to go a little bit wider. You're going to be seeing Mm -hmm. some places and faces, or at least places and names that you're familiar with. So, yeah, I'll be very interested to see what happens. I'll also be interested to see what happens with Jace's reaction to his brother being killed, uh, mm. because obviously we've seen we've seen their bond grow, you know, in the last five episodes that we've gotten to know those kids. But yeah, I mean, it's just a great episode. But how did you feel about that scene with the Kingsguards, with Damon kind of not forcing their loyalty, but yeah, interesting reaffirming I, I, their loyalty.
1: Yeah, I thought that was interesting because honestly, I was like, I'm not, I didn't question their loyalty at all. But when he did, I was like, oh, maybe they. Maybe they would turn. Um, mm-hmm. That was interesting. Yeah, I, because I couldn't see them because it's like we're kind of here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like we're we're you know we're not gonna leave and go back to King's Landing and you know pledge our allegiance to, to the High Towers and everything. Yeah, you'd kill also, us I, before I th- we even got on the I boat. did think <laughs> it was funny. Granted, Allison's you know they didn't take the High Tower name, but I did think it was funny how the... High towers are not mentioned at all in Game of Thrones. You have yeah. to imagine that you know maybe it do, maybe it doesn't go too well for them at the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think trying to think of all the high towers and Velaryans, or maybe they are mentioned at uh, once, that were
1: in there at one point, but like no, they're not I, like I don't, a main house or anything. You know the
0: only I mean? thing I can think of is if maybe Sam, when he was in Old Town, yeah, maybe said something about them. Mm-hmm. But in terms of actual people. Yeah, I'm trying to think of high towers and Valerians. I think the number is zero. So, <laughs> not not really sure how Jace is gonna be doing come the series finale. But but I don't know how many Valerians or how long they're gonna last in this world. If you had to just all right, if you had to just shot in the dark, because at the end of this show, somebody's gonna be, unlike the last Game of Thrones show, somebody will be on the Iron Throne at the end of this show. -hmm. Right now, who do you think that's going to be? If you just had to pick,
1: at the end of the show,
0: at the end of the show, once everybody's dead Uh, and the war is over,
1: characters first. Let's see.
0: I am going to say
1: can't be Luke; he's dead.
0: I'm going to make a bold (laughs) thing here. Yeah, I think everybody's going. Mm -hmm. I I don't think it's going to be any of the main players. I think it's going to be maybe one of the babies. Maybe it's like Mm. Joffrey or new aegon like daemon and renair aegon maybe yeah i don't know
1: give me a- oh
0: man i really hope it's not any of the greens <laughs> There not be aemon yeah i uh... really i like i really just hope that aegon dies i think it would be really bad to be this invested and then have the greens win the war
1: mm-hmm. man i'm just i'm just looking at the targaryens i'm assuming i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with jace jace seems like he has a good head on his shoulders And he, you know, would be able to maneuver all of this. All right, man. If you
0: just said we got to clip that out for three years from now, because if you just said Jace has a good head on his shoulders and he gets decapitated (laughs) in season three, I'm going to I can't. That's going to be too perfect. Uh, Yeah, I think I agree. I think he's really trying with his like learning the high Valyrian and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know some sad fates about some favorite characters of ours that were spoiled in Game of Thrones. I don't Um, remember
1: any of that. So you rewatched all of it. That's why I'm not saying (laughs) the name.
0: But so I think, you know, I think Jace is a possibility for sure. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think it's just going to be – I think they're all just going to kill each other. I think Mm -hmm. all these main players and then, I don't know, maybe we have a hand of the king watch over things until one of the small babies comes Mm -hmm. of age. Maybe it's somebody who's not even born yet. I don't right. even, you know, I don't know because they keep, every video I watch, they keep saying, and, and in season two, there, there will be more babies. There will be more children again. Mm-hmm. They, they just keep making more and more children, which is insane. But, all right, last thing I think we'll do, just a little fun thing. Let's talk season two. What do you think is happening? Who's dying first? What's going to be the big shock? Is there going to be a time jump? What are we doing?
1: I don't think any time jump because or if there is one maybe just a year or two but just because you know the the war is it's right here like it's it's Mm -hmm. coming like we're right there yeah so i don't i don't i don't think there would be that if there is a time jump very minimal i would have to imagine i think otto has gone i think he's gone this season really yeah yeah it's just he he would be the most i mean i if I were to, pick I thought a he Hightower, was going in
0: this episode. I'll be honest. Yeah, that is. I fair. thought I mean, Damon was just gonna
1: ice him. Oh yeah, but you know he held back. I'm gonna go with uh, yeah, Otto, and I'm gonna go with one of Allison's children as well. Don't know, don't have a pick on which one, but you know you took one of my kids, I'm gonna take one of yours.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like I'm gonna say I think I agree. I think Otto is definitely a goner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I would say maybe, uh, I feel like another black has to go maybe Renice. Maybe she doesn't make it out. Maybe she does end up, you know, fully oh, joining Renice, the fight has yeah. kind of a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Cause I'm trying to think like not a lot of people died in this first season, but then again, a war is about to break out. So like a lot can mm-hmm. happen. I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like it could really be anybody, but I think we both agree definitely. I think that auto is definitely a, a high priority target for a lot of people mm. involved. But yeah, that will do it for our House of the Dragon. I'm sure, of course, we will still be talking House of the Dragon on and off, you know, different times, all the time. We love the show. I think oh, you could speak for both of us on that fact for sure. But yeah, that'll do it for right now. Unfortunately... Their show is over and so is ours. So I will leave you with that. We'll do it for this week's episode of PFN Live. If you liked what you saw, be sure to follow us at The Official PFN
1: on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I've been your other host, TJ Cornwall. Go ahead and comment below with your thoughts on anything we discussed and hit that subscribe button. And we'll catch you in the next one. Boom.